Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Okay, so welcome to the Lovability Podcast. Hopefully, uh, I managed to uh, uh, successfully uh, launch a video today. So I'm here with Sidekick Brad. So say hi, Sidekick. How's it going, folks? Oh, Socially so distancing. I'm so ready for this to be over with. So ready. I mean, it's just, it is, oh, somebody's going to play golf today. Look at those golf clubs. Well, we're going to, we were thinking about it. I don't know if we're going to make it or not. The weather's kind of yucky. So It is a little yucky. Yeah. yeah you know, it, uh, it's interesting because, and I'm sure, you know, we've got listeners everywhere, but we just got an announcement today from Governor Abbott. And I, I think we were all kind of hoping for some good news and we really didn't get any. And uh, it's kind of basic, wasn't it? It was really basic. And uh, so I'm just so ready to get out of jail. I feel like I'm in jail, Brad. I do. <laughs> yeah. It's been, um, well, like we said on last week's podcast, it, it, in some sort of fashion, it's a little easier for those of us that are set up at home. If you have a home office or you're used to working at home, it's. It doesn't you know, matter. Like we're isolated. I mean, yeah. I'm an introvert and I really do like being home. I really do. Yeah. But enough is enough. Like I also like to get out. I like to, yeah. I like to eat out. You know, I usually eat out regularly during the week. I like to see my friends and you know, we, I had asked on social media today, like, what are people going to do when they get out? Like, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get out or and I also ask what people learn because I know some people have gotten some lessons through all of this too. Um, one of mine, Brad, one of my lessons is that I, I do need to get out more. I mean, clearly I've been stuck in my- <laughs> It took quarantine to tell you you need to get out more. God, I need to get out more. Yeah, because I miss people. And I've even found through all of this, like the hardest thing I think for me is going to be, and then I want to hear your side of it, <clears throat> but I love touching people. You know how touchy I am. Yeah. Whether it doesn't matter who it is. I just want to touch them when I'm talking to them. Yeah. Like, hugger you know, or hugger. Yeah, pat on the back or whatever. Yeah. 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 I mean, I touch everybody. Like I touch their leg. I touch their arm. I grab their hands. Like I'm super touchy and people don't want to get near us right now. And that's like, you know, I mean, I've made the joke about cooties, you know, on my video the other day, but it's almost like people treat you like you have cooties. Well, and that's the way it's going to be for a while. I think, I think there's going to be an adjustment period for all of us. I don't think we're all just going to, you know, even if, even if in two weeks he says, okay, bars and restaurants are open, but you have to limit, you know, something this, I don't think we're all going to run out there to jump back on a bar and restaurant. Uh, I, I just think it's going there to be will different be people because, you know, yeah. I think the one thing that people have not thought about too much is the fact that, uh, you know, there are a lot of people that have, um, addictions. I mean, these people are not able to go to their bars. They're used to sitting in bars and drinking all day. I mean, the, mm -hmm. the addictions, I don't know what these people are doing. I, I, I'm interested. Well, they kept liquor stores open just for that reason. Because <laughs> so, they were worried there would be a, a run on um, hospitals for, for withdrawals, I guess. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, pass by those liquor stores and they're packed. And I yeah, think that's like a little party in there. I don't know what they're doing. Mixing drinks and who knows. Did I just get louder? No, I don't think so. Okay. 
Okay. So, uh, so anyway, I just wonder how it's going to affect people in regards to dating. And I want to talk about that today. I also want to talk about, you know, like what are people learning through all of this? Because I know people are lonely. I've had a lot of people reach out to me that I don't normally talk to or haven't heard from in a while, which is a blessing. It's awesome. Thank you for reaching out um, and connecting. And probably even people that I've blown off, you know, like not had enough time for. And so it's nice to be able to reconnect, you know, when you do have a little bit of time to be able to do that. Um, But, but what is it, Brad, what do you miss? Like what, okay, let me ask you what you're missing. What do you, what have you learned about yourself or uh, relationships or life in the process of this? I think the biggest thing that has come about on this side of the, of, of, of the video has been uh, to appreciate the time when you're with someone or doing something, if you will. So, you know, we, we get in our hustle and bustle and, and I got to run over here or I'm going to meet so-and-so for drinks or I'm going to do, or we're going to go to dinner and then I got to get back because I got this to do or whatever. And you're not really there in that moment. And I think it's, I think there's going to be a lot of folks, me included, that will take that extra step, if you will, and say, okay, I'm going to be in this moment for the next hour or two with my kids or with my parents or, you know, with a a date or even your friends, whatever that case may be is I don't, I think people are going to understand that, that time really is truly a precious thing. And we took for granted a lot of stuff prior to sitting at home that I think when we come back, we're going to be like, wow. Uh, even, even like you said last week, you said, you know, just a little stop at the, at Nordstrom's or some shop or whatever to just get out and just shop and not as you don't even have to buy anything, yeah. but just to be out and, and doing something. I think those moments are going to become a lot more important. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, personally i know we all have uh it's funny my friend michael moulton and i uh talk about addiction a lot i'm on his show again next week and i'm sure i'll have him on again he's always uh he's he always is fascinating to me uh when he talks about relationships but you know he talks about everybody has little addictions and and I, I guess I do because I work. I have a I'm a workaholic, so I I definitely overwork. And I had hoped in all of this to find more balance. I kept thinking I'm going to get a break. I'm going to get a vacation in this. I'm going to get some time. And yeah. I at first I was kind of thrown off, and I was like, Oh my God, what do I do? And now I'm busy. And now I'm just keeping myself busy. I'm redecorating my house. Yeah. I'm doing projects. I'm, you know, on top of working, I mean, I'm up till midnight at night doing, I mean, I was hanging pictures the other night at one o'clock in the morning and moving stuff around. <laughs> I mean, I, I stopped, so I didn't, you know, I didn't disturb anybody around me. Uh, but, um, but having said that, uh, I realized that I am very, um, I'm, that's, that's me. I don't know how to be still very well. I've had my moments. Um, so that's been tough, but also I use, uh, I use going out like shopping, not even to buy anything. It's not just about buying stuff. I'm not right. a shopaholic. I'm not a shopaholic. Uh, but I use that as a, as a counselor, you take on so much stuff throughout the day. And 
I use it to escape. So I get to, I don't want to go shopping with anybody. I want to, I love clothes and pretty things and jewelry and makeup and I'm a girl. And, uh, you know, I, I love to go and do that and lose my mind in it because nobody's disturbing me. I can touch fabrics. I know it sounds so silly, but I can look at things and be completely disconnected from mm -hmm. the world. And it's really, yeah. the, it was my way of disconnecting and I can't do sure. it anymore. So yeah. I've been lost. Like, how do I just, I don't know. I still haven't figured out how to disconnect. So well, that, it, that will be to come. <laughs> well, and that's what's good about maybe uh, to a point about being a boy, because we'll, we'll just go do stuff outside. We'll mow right. grass. I'll jump on my mountain bike and ride to the park with my dog for an hour or so and put the headset in, you know, and just kind of debug, which I was doing before, yeah. you know, or take the, take my son camping for a weekend or we go fishing for a couple of hours or we go play golf. You know, um, there's things that, that you can do outside. And I, I will say this, I think people are, and I see it in my own neighborhood. I'm sure you're seeing it in yours, but uh, the funny thing is, is, I think people are starting to appreciate the outdoors more too. That yeah. walk, that 30 minute walk with your wife or your kids. Uh, I see families now with all their little helmets on, they're riding their bikes and they're all together. You know, they're all together. It's not, it's not dad coming home or mom coming home from work and it's get your homework done. Let's get in the tub so you can get to bed early. And there is it's, homework. They're, yeah, they're, they're enjoying and engaging themselves with yeah. their family. And I think that's back to that time thing. I think people will appreciate it's only 30 minutes. It's a bike ride, but I'm going to be involved in that 30 minutes of bike ride. So will that transport over to dating? I wonder, will that, will that same appreciation for somebody, somebody's presence, uh, you know, move over to dating because I worry one of the people uh, actually said, and he's not a guy that dates around a lot. So it was interesting to hear his comment. What would, what are you going to do when you get out of jail? Right. Uh, in quarantine jail that is. Yeah. Um, and he said, I'm going to go on a date. And I was like, okay, do you have somebody in mind or are you just ready to get out there and date? So then I wonder, Brad, are people going to be like serious, like, just trying to meet as many people as possible again are they going to go crazy because they've been cooped up yeah. or are we going to be looking for quality versus quantity what do you think i think that's a good Curious. question i i hope i hope the people that listen to you and follow some of your advice and guidance are the ones that are seriously going to be looking but i think there's going to be a majority of folks out there that just like you said they want to get back engaged in just having personal contact with another human being and I don't know if that's a bad thing either. Um, you know, that it, 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 just to establish that, that back and forth and, and getting back involved in human contact and, you know, communicate. Gosh, for us guys, we're going to have to relearn all our communication skills <laughs> because we haven't talked to a woman in 60 days or whatever it is. So we're going to have to practice. Well, you know, I, I think people had gotten very complacent. Because oh, for sure. it was so readily available and easy yeah. that, you know, some people chose like, like, I'm like, I could say myself, I chose not to do things, you know, there were right. so many options, but I just chose not to, it was, I, I'd rather have a choice. It would be nice to have a choice again, whether I want to or not. But, um, but, but I do think there's different ways that people are, comp get complacent. And mm -hmm. I think that people 
we're so complacent in dating that the grass is greener somewhere else. They're waiting for bigger, better, greater. There's always something else around the corner. And I just, I just wonder if this will spark a drive in somebody that has been complacent because you are stuck in your loneliness right now. You are stuck right. in your, you know, in your aloneness. Yeah. And even though, even, even you may be filled with the, you know, the spirit of God and, and the love of God and your own self-love and all of that. But at the end of the day, you're still alone. And is mm -hmm. that how you want to spend your life? And I can tell you this, it doesn't matter whether you're in quarantine jail or you're in dating jail, you know, the dating cycle jail. It's the right. same thing. You're not getting anywhere. Where was the last 10, for these of you, those of you that have been single for the last 20, 15, 10, five, three years, whatever. How's that working for you if you yeah. haven't found a relationship, right? I mean, here yeah. we are in quarantine and, you know, you can't have a relationship, but there were so many people that had a million opportunities, but chose none, right? right. Yeah, and I think there'll be some self-evaluation on that to say, man, if I wouldn't have done this or I wouldn't have done that, or if I, if I didn't act like this, or if I would have stuck with it a little longer, you know, whatever the case may be, then that person may still be in my life. And I think, I think there'll be some of that going on as well. But I do think, I think that person's right. I think there will be a lot of folks that just run out there just to have human contact when they can. And I'm not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. You know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing because I think, um, I'm not one of those people that has to have day-to-day -day human contact. I'm just not. I never, I never really have been. I'm good with a phone call or, you right. know, a here or there. I mean, I'm, I'm, that's just me. Uh, but I know there's people in, in, in my own family. And, and as you just said, I, I know there's people that do need that. And that's okay, too. You know, that, that's fine, too. And so I just think I, I do think there's going to be this adjustment period for all of us when this stuff starts to kind of roll back out and even though we're so eager to get out there um in the dating world i think you're going to find it's going to be different i think it's just going to be different well i hope it's different because the one thing that i had the hardest time with as a dating coach for so many years and a matchmaker for so many years is that people have been been taking love and relationships and good people for granted. Sure. And at the end of the day, who knows? I mean, we, and I've said this a million times, we don't, nobody anticipated this happening. And given that it's around now and given histories of previous pandemics and such, it may be that it comes back. Who do you want to be Might stuck be. with? You know, so yeah. we've got to get serious again. Yeah. We've got to get serious because we don't have all the time in the world. I mean, sadly, I'm sure there were plenty of people, and I, it almost breaks my heart to say it. How many people passed away? I mean, I, I have a friend of mine who said that she had three friends under the age of 45 that passed away. Wow. I know how many of those people would have anticipated that they wouldn't be here. Right. You know? Yeah, you just, yeah. So when you say, when you say get serious, why don't you take us through what that means? What does that mean, get serious? Does that mean jumping online? Does that mean working with you? Does that mean 
Uh, what are some things when you say you, we need to get back and get serious with dating before, you know, as this thing rolls back out? What, what does that mean? I think it's intentional. And you know what? I think that would be a really great campaign to move forward as we have another couple weeks at least uh, in quarantine jail is intentional dating. What are your intentions? If your intentions are to partner up, if your intentions are to get married, if your intentions are to meet your soulmate, if your intentions are to fall in love with your best friend, date that way, you know, set Makes the sense. intention and date that way. Should we ask the partner or the person say, what's your intentions? Uh, you know, <laughs> I hope that people are asking that, you know, it's funny, Brad, I bet you people, would say they're afraid to ask people that like where sure. what is it that you want what are your relationship mm -hmm. goals what are you looking for i yep. think it, and i've heard this before too you know there's always that fine line because there's that woman that goes on a first date or man i've heard it with men too where they say and i've had guys move super fast too before in the past that were you know just told me flat out they're like what their intentions are and what they want on a first date. It scares the kajibers out of you. It's sure. Like, there's a time and a place. Yeah. And there's a way to express it. Um, we don't want crazy. Like I, you know, if you're not wanting to get married, I don't want to date, you know, I don't want to date you. Or um, if your intention isn't to date one person and if you like me, just date me, then I'm out. I mean, we have to be careful on how we set the parameters, I think for it. Makes but, sense. Yeah, but but I I think people should be asking, and I don't know about you, Brad, but I mean I don't I don't I don't do online dating, never have, so I can't speak to it. Uh, but I would think that you would handle those kind of questions, the big ones, before you meet somebody. So if you're I would hope so. From relationship, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you? I would hope so. Ask that upfront. Mm -hmm. right? Do people do that? I got me. I don't do online dating either, <laughs> so, but I would hope there's some type of, I don't want to call it a questionnaire, but that's really what it is that you have. You've talked about it. We've talked about it. There's, there's certain things you need to know prior to meeting someone. Um, and, the, and I think intentions is one of them. Uh, another big one that you and I have talked about and talked about with other people is, does that person want more children or does that person expect to have children with the person they're dating, you know, those kind of those, the big ones, the big questions, right. because that changes their intentions. I mean, it changes the outlook of the relationship right from the start. If you know, in your heart, I'm, I'm kind of done with kids and they can't wait to have children. Well, it's probably not going to work, you know, and that's it. So I hope they're doing that. Yeah. You know, that's, um, I mean, of course that's a, that's a big point. Um, that's a, that's a huge point. And, uh, you know, the, I know that like, those are things sometimes like that particular thing, there are sometimes that people are on the fence. So I, I hear yeah. from a lot of people as a matchmaker that if it, if I really don't want any more kids, but if I met the right person that were important to her or him, yeah. I would consider it. Yeah. Um, and so, but we should at least discuss that because that's a deal breaker. That's a huge deal breaker. It's a big one. Yeah. And Mary I'm wondering how much, um, like, um, if you're going to ask how many times that person washes their hands every day and do they carry disinfectant wipes and hand sanitizer now? <laughs> do you have a cute mask? <laughs> you know, I, mean, 
I'm waiting for I'm waiting for Louis Vuitton, Dior. I'm waiting for them to launch. You watch, it's coming. Thousand dollar mask. That's okay. At least it's cute. <laughs> I haven't seen a mask yet that I desire to wear. Well, I don't um, know if they exist. <laughs> so. I know, I know. It's so silly, so yeah. silly. Uh, you know, we do. We are living in a time of fear, and you know, I said it last week when we were on the podcast. Uh, you know, it's it's not an energy you want to date with. So I guess yeah. in saying this, as we're talking about moving forward uh, with with dating hopefully sooner than later, that we need to make sure that when we enter back out there, that we're a hundred percent sure we're not scared anymore, that we're not fearful of of touching somebody, kissing somebody. And I think, you know, I think it's going to be, how do you not have a conversation about coronavirus and quarantine when we get back out there because we're just emerging? Well, I mean, the first question is going to be, what'd you do? (laughs) Nothing. <laughs> the answer will be, I was at home. Yes, yeah. Exactly. I sat at home. I watched uh, Netflix. <laughs> so, but I do think that people are going to wonder if people, you know, if somebody may have had it, if they've been tested mm-hmm. for it, if they've ever had symptoms. I mean, I'm a germaphobe. I would want to know that. I mean, so I would, would you have, if you got it, it like, so let's walk through a scenario. If I'm going to role play, yay. Like, would you have someone prior to a first date take a test? Because I know you've talked about certain people um, that would make their the person they're interested in take a blood test. Oh, yeah. You know, what's I, know been going that- on. I mean, I'm wondering if that's going to come up. Like, are you COVID-19 negative? You know, the one thing I've, I have talked to some of my matchmaking clients about is the fact that when we do get back out there and I can finally set people up again, I can't wait. Uh, I'm going to screen people. I'm going to ask the questions. So I get to do it for them. Well, they're going to, those tests are going to be right now. It's for like first responders and stuff, but you can get one now and test yourself to see if you have the antibodies. They were talking about it on the ticket this morning. They all three went through a test live on the air. They all tested negative and it's just a finger prick. Right. And then you, set it over aside and do your takes like 10 minutes but, but that's I wonder not, if that's, that's going to become a discussion that's not the antibody test though that's for the live virus no that's the antibody test they did a serology antibody test they okay. now you can buy them online it's a local company they're like 75 dollars. but if you're a first responder it's discounted mm-hmm. uh, but i'm wondering if that's going to come up you know when you're out and meeting somebody like hey just to know i have you know like for you and i we have elderly parents might be a question I asked to say, if I'm going to spend some time with this person and where have they been and, and things like that. And I just think it's the world we're living in. And I hope people, when they get those questions, don't take it personal because it is just kind of the new, for a while, it might be a question that needs to be answered. Isn't that crazy? Crazy. It's crazy that we, yeah. we have to even be in that place where, and, and again, here comes the question. If we're still living in fear of it, which you just spoke about, like I've got mm-hmm. elderly parents, I do too. Yeah. You know, I don't want to infect them. But is it appropriate to, if you're living in that place where you're still afraid of it, you're still afraid of spreading it, is it appropriate to go out and date if you 
do not know somebody's status? Great question. It's a great question. And that's where I think we don't know the answers to those yet. You know, you and I always say, and I've been hammering it to people, hopefully, that my friends and everything else is, you know, right now, let's just think about April 17th. You know, tomorrow we'll think about April 18th. And so as this thing starts to kind of move, then we'll be able to, well, maybe I can think about making a date on Friday or whatever. But um, so I've been thinking about how is it going to, you know, jump in here and tell us how you think with your experience and what you're hearing from people. How do you think it will change the physical aspect of relationships? So, you know, you meet somebody, you go on a few dates, maybe it's Sometimes that first date gets the goodnight kiss, sometimes second, third, sometimes whatever the case is that gonna, are people going to be like, Whoa, like, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I don't either. That's crazy to think about. The one thing, Brad, that I would answer in all of that would be the fact that for those people that were so frivolent, uh, frivolous, uh, about, their body and sexuality before all this. Did they find some self-respect in the last month that they would stop? Because I mean, they did, they obviously didn't care about their body or sexually transmitted diseases or, I mean, AIDS is still, I mean, this, you know what I'm saying? There are life threatening diseases still out there. Well, and I was speaking even simplicity of just a kiss, a good night kiss. You know, are people going to be like, well, I'm, I, I don't know yet, you know, and I don't, I wouldn't blame them if they did. Like if someone I said, hope people you know, back off of that a little bit because there's plenty of time to wait. I think and so. If you feel unsure about somebody's health yeah. status or anything. Why not get back to dating in those ways anyway, where you wait because yeah. it's, it's better in the long run. Anyway, you, if you don't, if you feel like you don't know that person well enough to kiss them you then and for other reasons now for you know for disease yeah. now uh and your life i mean it's not just disease it's a virus that could take your life right yeah. so yeah. how much does your life matter right how much I, does I, I think, life matter I, I think that's a great point i think that's i think it's going to change stuff i mean i think i think we're in for we're all going to be learning together we're all going to be adjusting together which I, in in my opinion makes it even better because if it was just if this situation wasn't around and someone was like, Ooh, no, no kissing, no kissing. You'd be like, what, what's up with that? But now if they say that you're like, all right, I'm cool with that <laughs> you know, because of the situation. So I think, uh, I think another thing that it might do is I think it might help people communicate better because we have a lot to talk about now, you know, even though it's the situation we're in and what we did and how'd you handle it and all that, it is a conversation piece. It could potentially, help people communicate that in the past may or may not have had that gift of gab like I do. You know, I, I had said this, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was on our podcast last week or it was on a video that I did this past week, but you know, the, that whole chemistry thing, that whole thing that you really want to be present, not attraction, but chemistry. Right you know, wanting to, like you meet somebody and there's an attraction there and you are talking to them and there's this connection and there is that desire to touch or not touch sexually. I mean, just, you know, no. whatever this hand, um, or that might get worse since we've been alone for a long time. Yeah. 
course, um, or a kiss goodnight. Um, yeah. You know, like everybody knows that desire to meet somebody and then want to kiss them. Mm -hmm. But if you're with somebody that is afraid of getting a disease and afraid yeah. to kiss you for that reason, that's where I feel like that sweet spot needs to be. If you are still looking at people and I keep using the word cooties, I know it's so old, but uh, like if you're still looking at people like they have cooties, you're not, don't date because you're going to ruin yeah, it. Take your time. Yeah. 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 Well, because if there is a connection and you're like this, it's going to make the other person feel kind of strange too. It's, you know, at some point, at some point that other person is going to expect that, you're over your fear and it's time to move forward, you know, or, or whatever the next step is. So, uh, you know, good night kiss or whatever. So yeah, I, I get it. I just want people to be more intentional. That's all. I feel like we have had the time. Uh, if you're lonely, if you've been alone, if you have had years or months of opportunity, I wouldn't say months, but that's a years of opportunity, whether that be two years, three years, single, Yep. five years, 10 years, or 20 years, wake up call. You mm. know, if you want a relationship, yeah. something you're doing is not working. Something you're, you've been doing. Can't be us. Finding that, of course not. <laughs> yeah. But something you're doing or not doing is not working. So that I think that's just a call to action for all you people that may be sitting there thinking, yeah, I've been single for five years and I haven't been able to find the right person. And I do hear this, Brad, because I think there's that balance between, I hear people go in God's timing. And I agree. I totally agree. But if God has put the spirit of wanting love in your heart, if he's put that in, if he's placed it there and it, you haven't been able to find it or it hasn't come in, look deeper. I don't know what that means because I can think myself a million different reasons. And if I were sitting counseling somebody, I could probably get to the bottom of what that reason was, but there's always a reason. I mean, whether it's, yeah. you're not, you're not out there, you know, putting yourself out there to fight, right? right? right. That yeah. happens and Brad's nodding because that's Brad. <laughs> That's your life. You don't put yourself out there. I know. Yeah. Well, I do. It's just, I don't do it in the typical ways of hanging out in a bar. Oh know? yeah. You're right. You sit in your driveway with your neighbors that are already married. No, I go out. I do grocery store stuff. I, yeah, we're, that's another podcast. Okay. We're at the problems. We'll, <laughs> we'll get you next time. That might but, take part two. But it may be that you're not putting yourself out there. And maybe that I was talking to a, a client of mine yesterday about availability, uh, you know, she has realized, uh, she read a book called Attachment, it's different attachment styles. And she said, what I realized is I'm craving attachment. I want a relationship and I keep attracting men that are not available. They're, they are, they're, they don't want to attach. They're, they're, they don't uh -huh. have that attachment style. And I said to her, this is the important part. You identify yourself as, be, being one that's looking for attachment that craves it that wants it but if you've been attracting multiple people that don't there's something in you that is that is attracting them it's right. not what you know what we're putting out there is what we're getting back it's it is that physics energy thing that people sure. don't don't understand but really don't need to you just need to understand is 
what what you are what what you are attracting is also attracting you meaning there is a there is a polarity there there is a sure. there there's a draw it's a magnet if somebody else has it then you have it so they're drawn to the same magnet in you so what Absolutely. part of you is unavailable what part of you is not available to attach and so i threw it back at her to to think about uh, but I think a lot of people need to be thinking in those terms is where am I not available? Where have I not been available? Where have I not been making myself available and don't hide behind. And I am a spiritual, I'm not going to call myself religious, but I am a faithful person. And I do believe the will of, in the will of God. And I do believe in God's timing a hundred percent. And I also believe that if God planted the seed inside of you for desire and you've been unable to find anything that resembles what you're looking for and what you desire something there's something not connecting well and, and every time explore that every time I hear the in God's timing or in God's will or God's perfect timing and all that I'm always reminded of a couple of things um, and we may get emails on this so send them to Jen um, oh, great. every time someone tells me that I always look at them and say, well, what are you doing to help the process of God's timing? And there's always this confused look. And I'm like, you can't sit at your house or not be available or not what, and just expect the door bell to ring and your Prince charming is waiting there for you because that's what God did. Unless he's, the, Pat, unless he's the UPS guy or the mailman. Or well, anything. yeah, which could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Used yeah. to be the milkman. <laughs> yeah. so, Amazon but, you know, an old pastor friend of mine he always said god can't drive a parked car yes every there's scripture after scripture after scripture where the entity that god is working through has to do something you have to spread the seeds in order to sow something you have to go do this in order for me to do that you can't sit idle and expect me to just knock down the door. Moses still had to hold the staff up and say, waters, get out, you know. He had to do, there's an action part to it too. So, you know, when people always tell me that, I'm always like, yeah, but God can't drive a parked car, so you gotta put it in drive and do something, whether that's God work with you or, or, you know, there's some action behind it. So, yeah. you know, and I hope that people are taking this time to think about that kind of stuff and saying, okay, Let's put together a plan to find love. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity to put together a love plan, right? And if, you know. And I think the other part of that, Brad, and I appreciate that because, you know, again, I, I said this while you were talking and you probably didn't hear, but it's like God helps those who help themselves. So how do you help sure. yourself? So right. you, you've got the time now to put it together. And I think people need to start realizing that there are action steps. You know, you can sit complacent. Again, there's another, you know, another form of complacency. You can sit complacent and think that your perfect soulmate is going to drop out of the sky because you've prayed for it, yeah. right? And hey, God does perform miracles all the time. And could sure. he drop somebody out of the sky for you and let them land in your middle of your living room? Yeah. I believe he could if he wanted. He could if he wanted, yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen, friends. Um, so I, I think the, I think the point in all of this is, what is your plan for getting out there? And it doesn't have yeah. to be bars or you know, it doesn't have to pick up joints. 
what activities and gosh more than ever now we're all like wanting to do activities something yes what activities do you like to do get involved in those there you go activities hobbies interests it could be the arts it could be music it could be sports get yourself out there doing what you love small groups at sunday schools it could be helping the homeless it could be anything and and you know, you've always said it, and a lot of people say it about where they found their love is when they least expected to find it. Right. They weren't looking, and they were doing something, and it came into their life, and they're like, whoa. Yeah, and and even though I make jokes about, you know, you can you can you could find love in a grocery store. I've actually had people that have met at stores, sure. but uh, you could find love, and you could. Is it going to happen? I mean, chances are maybe not, but. You've got to look around. Don't be wrapped up and on your darn phone, your face in your phone when you're everywhere. The one thing I've noticed recently that makes me so happy is that people are starting to talk to each other. Like when I do go to the grocery store, Mm -hmm. whereas before people were like so afraid of everybody. Get in, get out. Now people Mm -hmm. have masks on, which makes talking more difficult. But I was finding before the mask, masking, mass masking, that's kind of hard to say, uh, happened that people were looking up during their shopping. And so they're grabbing their celery and they're saying, hi, how are you? Yeah. You know, and just there's a friendly atmosphere out there instead of people just moving through, bumping into you because they don't see you, yeah. um, bumping into you because they don't see you or moving past you. I mean, I'm such a personal person. I love people. And so I love that people are wanting, I've talked to more of my neighbors when I've been out walking yeah. my cat. Yes, yeah. I will. I have a stroller. Walking um, your cat. Walking my cat. I, Sit, stay. <laughs> That'd be awesome. fine sitting in a stroller. He just sits <laughs> there and I'm having conversations. He just sits there looking pretty. He's just happy. He's happy to be outside. Now you know how animals must feel it, but that are in cages or are in a house all day, you yeah. know, that want to get out. Like you kind of feel for them. Like there's, there's more to life than being in your home. Right? Well, that's what I mean. I think that's the key is that the people are appreciating their time when they're doing something outside of the house, whether that's just a walk or the grocery store, you know, a trip to the grocery store. They're seeing things around them now that they previously didn't see or ignored or, it was get in, get out, you know, that kind of thing, because now we have the time. So you have the time to see those things. You know, one thing that we talked about last week on the podcast that I just want to reiterate, I think for people that are in relationships, whether they be marriage or not, I think this has been a good reflective time for people to be able to say, you don't have the distractions. Like a lot of people have been traveling like crazy. They've been going to dinners concerts activities and a lot of distraction in those things and i think for those people that are in those relationships i've watched it brad i've seen people these wake-up calls happening like this is my person and i have nothing else no other distractions than just this person and their personality and who are they and they are forced to look at that and say is this for me or not and 
I think it's important. I mean, I'm not encouraging people to get out of marriages. I mean, if that's your person and you chose them and you fell in love with them, find what you fell in love with, right? Um, and hopefully you did and you did it for the right reasons. But, uh, but for those of you that are in relationships that you knew you should have gotten out of, this is just gonna, you know, this will blow it right up. Uh, a lot of people missing people. I don't know about um, all of you, but I know I've heard from some exes in all of this. I think, Interesting. yeah, I think there's definitely, um, there's definitely people being introspective in that way. Um, so I just, I feel like people need to see what is rising to the surface in their life. Yeah, I think you bring up a great point. Um, if in your relationship, it requires a lot of activities, concerts, dinners, whatever the case may be, you have to have these activities to stay engaged in your relationship and feel like it's where you want to go in your relationship. And then suddenly all that goes away and there's nothing there. Then it is a time to evaluate and trying to figure out and dig deeper right? And dig deeper. Make sure it's not just about activities. Make sure it's about the person you're sitting across. From. You were being stimulated by things Stuff. other than yeah. your person. Exactly. Exactly. So, Which, and on the flip side, for those people who are trying to maintain a relationship through some of this craziness that maybe had just started dating prior to it, and you and I talked about this last week, but it is going to help them or, or kind of force them to dig deeper Mm -hmm. Whether it's on a FaceTime call or a Zoom meeting or just an over the phone, you are going to have to dig deeper because that's all you got. Yeah. So it's good to have those conversations as well and, and keep digging and learning and, and having those conversations because and, it's all we got right now. And by all means, you know, if there is someone that you dated, if there is someone that you were involved with that you miss, that you realize I took that person for granted or I did not uh, embrace that opportunity that I had. Reach out to that person and see if they're still available. I mean, it is that not going to come across as, as weird though? Like, is that not going to be like, oh, he's just trying to get back in my blah, 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 or try to just get back in my life or she is or what? Well, is that, that not going to be an odd Maybe time? that's not a bad thing. I mean, sometimes people, um, that whole availability thing and people go, mm -hmm. oh, the timing's wrong. Well, if you have somebody and the timing was wrong, maybe the timing's right now. Well, it's fair enough. Reach back out, especially if you had a yeah. connection. And it's okay to say to somebody, look, I've had some time to think and I really, you know, I remembered hanging out with you and it was, you know, I enjoyed myself. I enjoyed you. I don't think I took enough time, you know, where I was too busy with work and didn't give, you know, didn't give this enough attention. And I'd like to, when this is all over, I'd love the opportunity to see you again and talk to you again. I mean, I think it's, I think it's perfectly appropriate because there's always that search for somebody new, 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 but what if you've met that person before? Yeah, yeah. no, you've got a great point. It's a great point. So take that time to think about it because I'm sure for those serial daters out there, you've overlooked some really great people. How do oh. I know? Because as a matchmaker, I've set you up with some of them. <laughs> I know you missed. <laughs> I know you did. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I just, I feel like there's just, we have a couple more weeks of opportunity and thought, and this country is going to be open before you know it. It's going to we'll be, be back. Just be patient. Sooner than later. 
So take the next two weeks that you have or whatever it is. How many days is it? I'm not good at math. Yeah, we're a couple, we're a couple of weeks before some of the things start to open back up here in Texas. And then he's going to reevaluate on the 27th. So everybody, here's your challenge. Take the next two weeks to, uh, to, to think about the things that we talked about, to, to ask yourself some hard questions, to dig deeper uh, in, with yourself to see if there's something that maybe you've missed, something that you could work on, something that is preventing you from finding love. Uh, you know, look at patterns. And then I think the whole intentional dating thing, Brad, I think is important. And I think we will, you know, move forward with that. Also, I'll come up with something to help people in regards to that for the week. But I think then setting your, setting up your, your, uh, intention statement, maybe like, what is your intention for dating like love as you go forward? Your love plan. That's what I like. Yeah. I mean, plan. it's not a list. But it's more of a, a relationship mission statement, you know, for yeah. what you're looking for. And, um, and intention has a power behind it, right? It's not just a thought. It's not yeah. a goal. It's, it's action. Not, yeah, it's very yeah. actionable. It's very, um, it's very actionable. So I think setting an intention and then moving forward. I always have to say that slowly because as a Georgia girl, I want to say forward. And it's forward. <laughs> no R. <laughs> that's my word. Like I, if I, if I have one word, it's that one that has stuck with me through diction classes that I took in college. Somebody <laughs> skipped over the word forward in diction class. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but I think that's a, that's a great place to stop because it gives Absolutely. people a place to start. Right. A good place to stop is to give people a place to start. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Well, uh, Brad, thanks for joining me today. Oh, and thanks for the opportunity. I love it. Oh, good, good, good. Well, people love you. So. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> and Brad is single, by the way. Brad is single, lady. Single and quarantined. <laughs> if, if anybody's interested, um, we will we'll put you on the list for when the quarantine's the over. List. The list. All right. Uh, have a great day. Thanks for listening to Love. Bye, Baby. guys. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.